You are Locked On Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hark the sound. It's your favorite Tar Heel voice. So welcome to Locked On Tar Heels. Happy Monday. As always, it's a great day to be a Tar Heel. I'm your host, Candace Cooper. I'm happy to have you rock with me today. Do yourself a favor. Download and subscribe to the Locked On Tar Heels podcast from anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can also join the fun via Twitter. We like to be so every now and then by following at Locked on Heels or me personally at Candace D. Cooper. If you want to talk Tar Heels, let's do it. I would love to hear what your opinions and thoughts are. Please, you can always just message me and we can get the conversation rolling. So here's what I have on tap for you today. Pro Heels recap. We always like to see when our heels are making into the next level doing big things and we have several heels just dominating you know leading the squads and doing their thug fizzle and we're just gonna talk about it I think we can talk about it today my top five quarterbacks that I mentioned on Friday some of them did okay some of them struggled so we're gonna talk about that too because I was hyping up a lot of these guys and unfortunately Carolina didn't play this weekend per usual I'm over that but excitement on the way because Carolina definitely has a game this week all eyes on Boston College so it's Mac Brown Mondays as we love to say around here we're going to talk about Mac's thoughts about having to reset and just what he's looking forward to today all right let's get it done now hopping into it how was y'all's weekend I hope you had a good one I hope you watched college football there was so much to see I had sensory overload I feel like every five seconds I was flipping through channels especially when the noon hit then you had your 3 30 games and you had your night games and of course we're a little bit of a rivalry over here so we watched the NC State Virginia Tech game and woof you know, Virginia Tech being down 23 people and still trampling on NC State was kind of wild. You know, I, I thought it was going to be more of a showing for NC State. It was a little bit of a struggle. Pittsburgh, Louisville had a game. It was Pitt. You know, who who would have thought <laughs> Pitt would actually be a solid squad in the breaking out in the top 25? You know, I just I assumed that it was going to be more of the SEC debut where we're all just like, yeah, SEC is back. It just means more. Eh, you know, Georgia scored. They had, what, five points in the first quarter. We were all scratching our head like, this is what y'all been hyped about? This is what we've been going on thinking that was going to be, oh, this whole great SEC. Of course, they dominate. It wasn't that great. I don't know. Let me let me know your thoughts. At Candace D. Cooper, tell me how you felt about the debut. I saw LSU number six get beat by Mississippi State and, you know, top ten. That's why I think rankings are bull, you know, because we all assume that people are going to dominate performance, but LSU and their new QB, Brennan, struggled against that Mississippi State defense. And ain't nobody Joe Burrow. And we thinking that you're going to have 15 no season again, honey. It just that shows you how much of a miracle that was was because I don't see that happening anytime soon for anyone for quite some time. I mean, Bama rolled, Florida rolled, all those typical teams. But when you look at your um, rankings, when you look at who might make the college football playoffs, I got asked that today. And listen, I'm putting some money on Miami. I don't know if you guys saw that 52-10 thwart from against Florida State. But my God, I, Derek, Derek, whatever you want to call him for the weekend, I'm going to figure it out one of these days. The apostrophe always gets me a little bit confused, but Derek King had quite a game. He let y'all know, I'm telling you, that quarterback has been solidified over there in 
Coral Gables, period. Okay. So Miami would be in that conversation for college football playoffs if we're going to talk to the committee, but I'm so glad I'm not on that committee because I know good and hell well. I would not be able to pick at this point because now we were talking about the Pac-12 returning, you got the MAC conference returning, Mountain West, all these new teams deciding FOMO. We're done, you know, sitting on the sidelines. We don't want to be the only conferences not playing this season. Obviously, there are going to be some protocols in place, and we're just going to keep rolling. I don't know what changed month to month. I don't know what all of a sudden went to we're not playing. We got to be safe. Now it's all good, and the pandemic didn't go away last time I checked. COVID is still out here last time I checked. But, you know, that just, again, kudos to the ACC for never really wavering. I don't know if that's good or bad. <laughs> I don't know if we shouldn't have football right now. Honestly, at this point, I can't tell. There haven't been positive cases, but are they telling us the truth? I don't know. I feel like there's too many conspiracies out there at this point where I don't believe nothing. I'm just like, listen, I'm trying to save my bubbles, trying to do my little part, making sure I'm registered to vote and all that good stuff. And I'm just going to mind mine, you know, make you know, tend to my own red wagon and see how that goes. But Friday, I had to, you know, recap real quick of my ACC quarterbacks who I highlighted. I went through my top five and broke down that I had Hennon Hooker, Sam Howell, Malik Cunningham, Trevor Lawrence, and Derek King playing. And of course, of course, because, you know, that's what happens when you get somebody hype. They don't end up playing. Hennon Hooker was down from Virginia Tech because of contact tracing, didn't play. Even though NC State, you know, got whooped on, Hennon Hooker was a guy that I was really excited to see. Shout out, shout out to Greensboro, didn't play. Sam Howell, of course, Charlotte jacked us up and didn't have us a game. And then we tried to call somebody. Ain't nobody want to pick up and play us. You know, Clemson could have played because they didn't play this weekend. We could have had a little Clemson rematch. But, you know, okay, I'm not, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to get upset, period. Malik Cunningham went down during Louisville's game against Pittsburgh. It was a tough showing for just me out. I was nervous for the kid. And I'm, you know, I tried to not get too invested. But, man, that was a tough, you know, scene there for a moment. Glad hopefully he's going to be all right. Again, I had Trevor Lawrence. He's not playing. But Derek King, he moved up to my number one because, damn it, if he didn't have a lights-out performance and let you know that he he personified everything that is about Miami. They're just flashy. They love on, you know, the big-time plays and make sure everything's happening. And he did that. Solidified his campaign for me to be the king of the ACC. So I know Trevor Lawrence and Sunshine. Everybody wants that to be the guy. I have a new king, and his name is Derek or Derek, whatever you want to call him for the moment. I'll figure it out by next show. But let's know. The king, there's a new king in town. So needless to say, Saturday was interesting for me. I, again, enjoyed the LSU-Mississippi State game. If you are listening to Locked on College Football, you know I had the opportunity to talk to Locked on Mississippi State host Taylor Jones today. And we talked about the game and how it was a big upset for Mississippi State and the Bulldogs. And KJ Cassell had a record-setting performance. He hasn't been, you know, this good. They haven't had a good quarterback over there in Mississippi since – um, Dak Prescott, hell freaking state. Now you've got this guy rolling in and transferred from Stanford, and now he's in Starksville doing a damn thing. So, of course, it's always nice to talk about. More importantly, LSU and Coach Ogeron, I mean, what can we say? I'm sitting here thinking that it's going to be all roses. They're going to keep the ball rolling with Brennan. They passed the torch from Burrow, and it was a struggle. It was a struggle, clearly. But and it was clear that Brennan needed his built bar. I don't know if you stocked his shelves yet. 
But boy, oh boy, I hope he gets some Built Bar in his system. I don't know if y'all tried Built Bar. It is the best tasting protein bar ever. With 18 amazing flavors that are 100% covered in chocolate, Built Bar is even more delicious. Now, don't panic if you're on your healthy, you know, got to get into this bridesmaid dress that I have to as well. If you're a health conscious person like me, you'll enjoy Built Bar. Because it's low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and great for the keto diet. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your next order. Make sure you subscribe, download to Locked On Tar Heels podcast. You can listen from anywhere on your mobile device, on your computer while you're working. If you're working from home, you can have it playing for you as you start your day. If you're going to do a workout, get some Locked On Tar Heels in your life. You know, we talk Tar Heels for 30 minutes every single day. Pour into these guys as we gear up for this football season that has been quite the roller coaster. But more importantly, we talk heels in the pros. We love to highlight guys who are doing big things at the next level. So let's take a minute and do that, shall we? Pro Heels recap. Danny Green, okay, back in the NBA Finals. Shout out to Danny. The Lakers beat the Denver Nuggets in the 4-1 in the Western Conference Finals. Still work to be done is what the Lakers have all said. You know, Kobe was infamous for saying that he wasn't excited about winning a Western Conference Final because it's not a championship. And, you know, if you have that mama mentality and you're in still championship mode, of course, those conference finals are conference finals are cool, but we all know that the bigger picture is hosting that banner, making sure you have a ring. When it's all said and done, you put in the words. So they got four left. So shout out to Danny, who like LeBron James is on his third team for the third time in in back in his championship finals. So a lot of people sleep on Danny. He's had a very streaky playoffs, but at the end of the day, he's played defense when it counted. He shot lights out. You honestly know. I don't know if you've watched any of the NBA finals, but for me, if Danny has any sort of good night, it's gonna be a great night for the Lakers. So I'm, I say that to say about the energy of the team, but anytime Danny is on, anytime KCP is on, anytime LeBron goes 38 in the fourth game of playoffs, you just know it's going to be a dominating performance for the Lakers. And on the other side, Miami Heat, LeBron's old team, is going to be in the finals. So what an interesting matchup that will be. We'll keep our eyes peeled for that and see how Danny does. More importantly, it'll be great to see a different and unique vibe. We haven't seen Miami Heat in the finals since LeBron. (laughs) So it'll be an interesting matchup for sure. I don't know that the Lakers will have trouble, but hey, crazier things have happened. Jimmy Butler leading that team, and he's been good for all intents and purposes. And Bam Bam. Shout out to North Carolina, High Point. He's actually led this team to be quite underdog, but still getting being greedy and wanting to win. So we'll keep our eyes peeled for that. In the football world, Gio Bernard and the Bengals tied the Eagles 23-23. Got Joe Burrow his first .5 win. Got Gio his .5 win. A.J. Green the first win of the season. But man, oh man, y'all have got to get Joe Burrow a damn offensive line. This is dangerous at this point. I'm just like... I am, if anybody talks to me about football, my place of wanting to, if I was a GM, I'm giving all my money to the offensive line. Because if you can't protect my quarterback, if you can't protect my star players, if you're not quick enough to run with my running backs in order to block them and keep it rolling, how can we trust you? How can we really have a dominating team and a great offense if you can't have the big guys in the trenches blocking and ensuring that we have time to get some good plays off? 
period. I don't understand why that's a hard concept. For some people, it's like, eh, you can do without, just do your best. Like, no, if you can't hold up a guy like Aaron Donald, who, you know, he's obviously an anomaly, but if you can't stop a Khalil Mack, oh wait, that's an anomaly too. If you can't stop basic Eagles defense in order to protect Joe Burrow, we have, we just need to figure it out a little bit there. So I think that's where they should send all their money and you got to protect Gio, the running back. He can't run nowhere if he's getting right caught up at the line of scrimmage. Good Lord. So I'm, I go on rants about O-lines because I think everyone just – there's no love given to the big boys. There needs to be more love given to the big boys. And in other news, Ebron and the Steelers beat the Texans 28-21, led the Steelers with five receptions for 52 yards and a touchdown in their victory. I mean, obviously Texans are going to text in and they're going to regret giving up DeAndre Hopkins one of these days and thinking that he was the problem. I mean, okay, you can pay Deshaun Watson all the money in the world, but if he ain't winning, is it really fun? I don't believe so if your competitor like Watson definitely is. But I can't believe the Texans were even entertaining Antonio Brown to tie tie it back to the Steelers. We all know how much of trouble he has been in the offseason as of late, but good Lord, I think you're just desperado, especially considering you said DeAndre Hopkins was a cancerous kind of a guy to the team because of his behavior outside of the field. <laughs> Hello, Antonio Brown can't be much better, but like I said when I did my Pro Heels recap last week, give the ball to Eric. Eric is your uh, Greg Olson. He is that Mr. Dependable for you. He is going to find a way to get open. He found that way in um indianapolis to get it done i think that y'all have to seriously just listen to me i know what i'm talking about ben roethlisberger he's your go-to guy i'm trying to tell you i'm trying to tell you that eric is your go-to guy in order to get things done if you need that third and long you want a tight end to be open eric ebron is that man speaking of you know more teams cole holcomb in the washington football team lost to mj stewart's and the Browns, 34-20. Dwayne Haskins has that James Jameis Winston eyesight after throwing three interceptions. Sad that he made Baker Mayfield look good. And we all know Baker's struggling because, good Lord, does he not know that Jarvis Landry and OBJ are on his team? I mean, is he, are they on punishment or something? Because they, he doesn't utilize them at all. Cole Holcomb and that defense tried to get things done for Washington. We're trying to um, make things happen. But it was just a struggle when your offense doesn't give you any love finally Mitch Trubisky and the Chicago Bears beat the Falcons 30-26 and you know while I will say Mitch was a part of the Chicago Bears that beat the Atlanta Falcons Mitch actually got benched that game Nick Foles got the opportunity to bring the Bears back from a 16-point deficit to beat Matt Ryan and the Falcons in the fourth quarter. You know, I thought it was hard being a Giants fan, but at least I know we suck. Falcons fans, y'all get y'all hopes up every week, and I freaking don't know why, because my, oh my, how do you still have Dan Quinn as your coach right now? I don't, please tell me. Literally two games back-to-back where you had 15 to 16-point leads and you blew it. That's that's unacceptable. That's literally unacceptable. More importantly, Mr. Trubisky, who got benched. I don't know that he's going to start another game for the Chicago Bears. And that sucks because I don't know if it's skill set or mental you know, frustration with the fact that you know, you overthink it. People are already talking about you like a dirty dog. And now you're trying to lead this team. What is it? Y'all tell me at Candace D. Cooper, at Locked on Heels, what is it really about Mitch? Because somebody saw something to pick him number two overall in the NFL draft. Please let me know what was seen because I'm still confused. But, you know, 
I'm I'm no I'm no GM yet, but one of these days I'm gonna get me a good offensive line, and maybe that's what Mitch needs. I don't know what's the what's the key for him to be more successful. Maybe he needs to be under a new offensive leadership. Maybe there's just he's gonna be a great journeyman, like you know Colt McCoy or somebody. I don't you Josh McCown. He make that might be his role, and that's right on fine because he collects checks either way. So we're <laughs> gonna keep our eyes open for that and see how that rolls as the season progresses. But those are your pro heel recaps for the day. Finally. The Tar Heels are playing this week. God almighty, Boston College, we're happy to see you. We're just happy to be here. The Tar Heels are ready to get things done. Let's talk about Mac Brown Mondays next on Locked on Tar Heels. Make sure you download, subscribe to Locked on Tar Heels podcast from anywhere you listen to your podcast. Leave me five stars. A review always helps me get better. Let me know what you love. Let me know what you're struggling with, okay? We're on Twitter at Locked on Heels. Me, personally, at Candace D. Cooper, you can find me. Let's talk about it. But, you know, we finally have a game week. Good Lord, it's been so long since I got to talk about my Tar Heels and get to see them in action. You know I've been missing my man, Sam Howell. You know I've been missing my Matt Brown Mondays, but it's here. Saturday at 3.30, the Tar Heels take on Boston College on ABC. And, okay, prime time and prime channel, period. That's what we got. That's what I'm talking about. Like, you might as well get us in the prime time. Y'all been holding out on us, making us sit here and wait for a game. Hell, put us on where everybody can see. Now, Lord, please, you know when Carolina gets on prime time. You know when the lights are on us. Sometimes we get a little, little shaky. But I'm just hoping that because we have been waiting, we're going to come out swinging against Boston College. So this week I'll have a breakdown of Boston College. I'll be watching some of their um, press conferences from their coach and just, you know, what I think is going to be good for the team, what I think they have to keep their eyes on. And I'm going to end the week with some observations about what we should look for from Carolina and see if it holds true come next Monday that they actually held true to what I'm thinking Carolina has to get better at. Obviously, Syracuse was, you know, a tough first go, but we came out on top eventually, and Sam Howell was starting again his sophomore campaign because it's been three weeks. We'll have passed since the 12th ranked Tar Heels have played their only game of the season. It'll be the longest break between regular season games in 68 years. Coach Brown was talking and said, I've told them it is what it is. You know, it could happen again sometime this year, which is very true. This is the year of uncertainty. So don't get into the I'm up, I'm down, I hate this, it doesn't matter, it is what it is. 100% coach. Right, we all know how 2020 was coming. Unfortunately, guys aren't doing their part on some other teams, and what can we do about it? Right, we can only do our part to make sure we're all healthy and safe. Get you some good film, and I know with Coach Mac Brown at the end that you have hell, you can have scrimmage, get guys on tape, showing good plays, and that can help your campaign. You know, for a Patrice Renee, who is this is his last go. But we also know that hell, this season doesn't count. So if anything, I would be listen, stay as healthy as possible. Do the smart thing and just know that you get an extra season either way. So if you don't feel like you got a full slate of games, come back next year because why not, right? Or if you know that someone's coming behind you and you want to take your shot talent to the next level, go for it. You have that opportunity, right? But now what unfolds in front of Carolina on the schedule are seven straight weeks of ACC games. So we got to be focused. We have to know that my campaign for 11-0 is now going to be 10-0, and I just need everyone to be on the same page as I am. <laughs> we still think we're going to have an undefeated season, and I'm hoping that that's true. But you just – we don't know around here. Honestly, you you don't know what's coming, what's going. But I'm hoping that the guys stay focused. And when I was talking again about Mac Brown, he him saying, you know, what they told the players and coaches is just let's start the season over. Syracuse was a game. It's done. So we're one week out from the opener. 
So let's just go back and restart. And that's what we're trying to do and to get their mentality to be. Because I'm sure there were guys who were frustrated off that Syracuse game. They thought they were going to come out swinging harder and they stumbled a little bit. But everyone does in their first game. But like Coach Bateman said, listen, week two is where it's all getting popping. Week two is where everyone decides, okay, is this team going to be one that gets it, fix their mistakes and rolls, or they're going to be a team that's going to have to constantly revamp and reload every single week. So hopefully Carolina just has that mentality of they get to start over and they come out prepared and they had a little dabble of a highlight in Syracuse, but now we're going to get things rolling for real. Now, in a final news, I got a, a little gripe, okay? There was a crib commit, and a crib commit is when someone from North Carolina commits to the University of North Carolina Chapel Hill and decides to play for the Tar Heels. Millburg High School offensive tackle Diego Pounds will play at UNC next fall. I may be a little mad because he waited until I uploaded my podcast on Friday to then decide he was going to commit. He waited all day. Like, I got uploaded that podcast maybe at 5 o'clock. Now, Diego pounds at that I'm a little bit perturbed but I think I can get over it because you all know I love a good offensive line (laughs) I'm so happy to have Diego in the squad I'm so glad that this senior who stands 6'6 305 pounds has made his commitment to the Tar Heels he is a three-star prospect number 27 player in North Carolina from the class of 2021 and ESPN gives Pounder a better ranking um, saying that he is a four-star prospect number 17 player and number 23 offensive tackle and a member of the ESPN 300 okay so that's if ESPN giving you rankings that's something we keep our eye on but big time he had Penn State he was looking at and some other great schools but chose to stay home and get things done which you know staying home right now and being part of having your ear support system around you is so key and critical because we all know everything going on you just having family near even if it's 30 minutes down the road is just so important so shout out to Diego for making that decision we all know we love when a heel comes home but more importantly we're going to keep our eyes focused on to this week Boston College like I said we'll have breakdown from coaches where they think the offense will do what they think the offense will do what do they think the defense needs to work on more importantly overall what is Boston College going to bring to the table that might give Carolina some trouble but what can Carolina do to increase their campaign showing that they are a top 10 team so we'll talk about that all this week I got some great interviews I'm going to talk to Carolina photographer and content developer Michael Jones this week I'm going to be able to talk to an old but goody Carolina quarterback I want to give it a surprise because I think it's just so exciting so he's coming to the stage we're going to talk Carolina football a bit and some other key interviews we'll just down the road you have to see because it's it's a great day to be a target per usual now as you head into this Monday I want you to do your part I want you to stay safe and I hope you have an awesome day remember it is so true that you doing your part can help everyone we want to see these Tar Heels in action so wear that damn mask and as always go heel you are Locked On Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.